What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Here we are. We're, you know, on a train. How's that? Oh. <laughs> Less Jack, more Reed. I got pulled back a little bit. How's that? I'm so quiet, like a mouse. You are quiet. I also think it's because we were just with your mom. And I didn't want to talk? You missed my favorite story, which is that after her boyfriend died in the fire, she... Didn't talk. Not only acid. that, but like first she went to this guy's apartment who but was she a Scientologist. Just that story. You missed the Scientologist story. No. Did you ever hear that no. story? So after your mother's boyfriend died in the fire, when she came back from Acapulco, and she like was taking all these drugs, and she went to this guy's apartment, and she was just staying, she was telling me this this morning over my like first cup of coffee, and she was like, you know, and he, I, I wasn't talking, so I was just, you know, where I was, and you know, I had to know he was a big, he was like a big mucky muck with Scientology, and he gave me the juice cups, you know, to hold and like talk about everything, because they give you those like tin cans, but uh-huh. he, she kept calling them the juice cups. <laughs> I was really, the juice cups, I really wish we could have gotten her talking about the, the Scientology juice cups. This morning we woke up, I came out of my room and you guys were already having breakfast at 8.30, which was impressive. And, um, well, I found it sleep because I had those two pieces of cake. So my was mom was already telling incredible stories, and I thought, so good. well, now's the time. I've been. Yesterday, she oscillated between like not wanting to be interviewed and being okay with being interviewed, and then finally this morning, I was like, we're gonna interview, and she was like, no, we're not doing it. This week. You want me to? That doesn't mean I have to. Well, you know, you will though. Can I just yeah. ask you some questions? About, yes. I'm gonna ask you some no, questions about read. It's gonna be fun. To. No, it's Mom, not. Please. That it's, it'll be fine if it stayed right here in this room, but I don't want it to be out there in the cloud. And then we just sort of put the microphone in front of her, and then it happened, but she got real camera shy. She did. It was so sweet. And I'm not sure what we got, but... So where we are right now is we are on a train coming back from Sag Harbor. Uh huh. Where Reed and I celebrated his mother's seventieth time around the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, very different personalities, your mother and you, and yet it is textbook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're like the same but different. Yeah. Well, it was amazing that she, she gave our two main catchphrases. The, one of the first things your mother said was humiliating, which uh-huh. is something you say all the time. And then yesterday she screamed, "Leave me alone," which is something I say all the time. <laughs> She really, she's really, um, I, I've been coming out here since 2008 with you, 2009. Sure. The first time I met her, she took us to Raoul's in Soho, mm-hmm. and you had just done a show with Lar, and she screamed at you in the parking lot because, hello. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks. You had just done a show with Lar in the parking lot. She screamed at you. She goes, "You gotta change your bio. You, it says Reed Bartleby left home at age nine <laughs> to go to boy choir school. It makes it seem like I just threw you away. You know, it makes it seem like you didn't want to live with your mother." And it was so good. And then we got down there and we were talking and I was like, oh, I'd love to come out and visit sometime. And she went, do you drive? And I was like, yeah, I drive. And she goes, good, you can drive Beansy around. You can't drive. <laughs> Your impression of her is incorrect. It's incorrect, but it's, it's the impression an I like. Well, you know, my impressions aren't amazing. They're an abstraction, like orange juice. You know, kind of like, wow, there's a lot of sugar in that. I don't understand. Well, you know how Martha Graham used to say abstraction she would talk about abstraction because you know orange juice is just an abstraction of an orange and I was like well yeah except there's like a ton of sugar in it (laughs) so when I do impersonations it's an abstraction it's just like a really amped up not correct like Hollywood version what's that called when they take something out of someone an abstraction no Extraction. extraction. That's extract. what orange juice is. Oh, well, not to Martha Graham. No, she probably was trying to think of the word extraction, but she couldn't do it. And so she's just so much modern dance speak that she was like, it's like an abstraction. Yeah, well, also she was like, you know, drinking a mug of vodka. <laughs> it's like when you abstract a bone from the operation game. <laughs> I love the idea of Martha Graham playing operation. 
Oh. She couldn't get any of the bones out. She really couldn't. I don't know, actually. It would probably be like a 15-hour game because she would be like Buto. <laughs> She'd be like with those tweezers. She'd be like, I'm going in to the sex area. I'm going into the magic V. I'm getting what they call the funny bone. <laughs> I don't have one. But I'm going to abstract it. Yeah, exactly. That's really good. Martha Graham playing it. Operation is really good. I also love picturing her playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to get as many balls as I can. I'm a ball killer. I love to crush balls. <laughs> There's this great story about Martha Graham when she, she's like, when I was in India, they gave me the name the elephant because my feet were so loud. It was something like she who stamps the elephant. Mm. Where are we now? Are we in Southampton? We're in Southampton. Oh, people are getting on the train. Please don't sit near us, anybody. No, no, they're going to see the microphone and they're going to be like, what don't the hell? do it. Uh oh. Okay. Anyone can be on. You know, it's part of. It was like when we were at Lincoln Center and. Mm-hmm. We were recording James, and then you can that man wanted song. to participate. Yeah, it's true. Well, you know, beautiful. It's a whole thing. Don't do it. It's fine. Um, what else? So there we were. We were in the Hamptons. We're going back to New York. Mm-hmm. We're going to rehearse. Today. We are going to rehearse. We spent rehearse most of our show. trip making a Swedish princess cake. I, I Instagrammed the whole thing. For those of you who didn't see it, I, I did it as a story, you. but now it's gone. Because Instagram stories only last 24 hours. It's the third Swedish princess cake I've made. People think it's the only cake I know how to make. Oh, you should make something else, but it has to be that elaborate. And it has to be like that extreme as you do it. I don't know. I think it can be simpler and just as delicious. Probably. I mean, it is a delicious cake. It is. Except today when we were having mm-hmm. it over coffee for breakfast, I really did not want to eat that. The marzipan. Oh, Too no. sweet. It's, yeah. Well, it's also just oh, like... too tight. <laughs> too tight. It's like <laughs> sugar Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. Um, if we keep saying too tight on this, it's because Reed has a goddaughter. Sure. We'll say she's I mean, your goddaughter. An abstraction of a yeah. goddaughter. <laughs> yeah, your friend Laurel's baby, who says too tight when she doesn't like something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. That's so good. It's so good. We haven't. I haven't seen any movies or anything. You've been watching that show called um, Embarrassing Operations. I don't know that that is what it's called, but it's on Netflix, uh-huh. and it's um. It's a British show where they, this team of three doctors travels around in like a, an RV or a fancy <laughs> really? trailer kind of, and they just park it in the middle of places like Leeds or whatever, Ugh. and then they put up like TV lighting and cameras, and they're like, come on in if you have something that you need to get checked up, but you haven't gone to the doctor about, or you're too embarrassed to go to the doctor about, and we'll film you getting it looked at. So like, I can't if imagine. you have, you know, like warts on your penis, or like if you have an itchy vagina, like we will take a look. But Is there an itchy vagina one? I don't know, there might be, I'm not that far. Oh wow, that's like but season finale. There's a really scary one where a guy has um, cystic acne on the back of his head. No. And so he has to keep his hair really short. Oh. It's really insane, but they like, uh, a doctor injects it sticks needles in it. Oh, it's really crazy. Well, he, he sticks the needles in so far that it then squirts out the other <gasps> end. It like almost what? explodes. And he's injecting what it. What other end? The other end of the no, cyst. No, it was confusing. You have to watch Bar. it. I can't. It makes me want to throw up right and now just talking he, about um, it. I don't know what he was injecting into the pimples, but it helped. It was um, cortisone. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's what you do when you have those. You go and like, you get a cortisone shot. Ugh. I would know because I stole a syringe of cortisone oh, like a month ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No boundaries. Like, well, no, it just seemed so expensive at the time to get it done. I had like, I never get a breakout and I had this one on my forehead and I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, oh, I'm going to go and get an injection. That's what my movie star friends do. And um, wouldn't it be amazing if we were all recording it that we, we died? Derailed. Yeah, we derailed. The whole train crashes. You hear like everyone screaming, and it, somehow it still gets uploaded. Except I would live. Bruce Willis. You would live. In Unbroken. Is that what that movie's called? You, oh, you would live like Bruce Willis, and I would def be a ghost. You that would be. Uh, you would be the girl from The Sixth Sense who's been being poisoned by her parents. Who barks. She is amazing. She's the, a ghost. the bark girl. She it's was really Misha good. Barton. What? Yes. That's is that Misha Barton's yes. first job? Uh, who knows? She wow. probably did a lot of stuff as a pretty child actress. What other movies did Misha Barton do? Because I don't. She was on a show, The OC. I never watched that. What else did she do? Stuff. I always feel like she was in like New York Magazine, being like, 
Misha Barton's at Kiehl's, Misha Barton's at uh -huh. the Met, Misha Barton's at the zoo. Well, you she know? had a weird voice and she was thin and pretty. Uh, like me. Exactly. Weird voice, thin, pretty. Like me. Oh my god. <laughs> like it's us. always like Jack, and like you, you're yeah. also thin, you have a weird voice, you are pretty. Gorgeous. You gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely. Stunning. Some call me gorgeous and some call me just a real puppet face. <laughs> no one calls you a puppet face. I look like a marionette. You look like... Like the main character of A Bug's Life. A blue ant. <laughs> oh my god. In a way, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, I also look like Alan Tudyk. Tudyk? Oh, Alan Tudyk. You know, Amy yeah. was dating him when I first met oh. Amy when I was changed friends with Candy. And well, then they broke up. she would up. love me. Yeah, she would. She really... Alan, that was a bad breakup for them. For her, anyway. I don't know what it was like for him. He was like, whatever, I'm an actor, I'm funny, I've moved on. I can dance, I'm a straight actor. It's always easy for them. He can dance? Yeah, Alan can, you know, he's like, he's like, he's a funny guy. You know, like, Paul Rudd is a really great dancer. I was watching this video of, like, actors I you might that. not... Wasn't that amazing? I don't know. When Tom Middleston... Middleston? Sure. Was dancing with Katy Perry... Who was Tom Hiddleston dating? I don't know. Katy Perry. Maybe. Tyler Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. That's right. Tyler and Swift. <laughs> and he was dating Tyler Swift. <laughs> and they were at, you know, like the Met Gala, and it's him supposedly getting down. And it oh looked like what boy. it would be like if you were like, oh, my straight British friend can dance. So it's like not that amazing. Right. It's like, ooh, look at me. He's you know? a real medium. He's so medium. He's like, but, oh, I'm getting to, I'm doing the twist, I think is what you call it. But he's appealing, right? Yeah, well, we watched a little bit of Widow's Crimson Peak. Peak. Crimson Peak. Widow's Peak. <laughs> oh, my God. We watched, we watched a little bit of Crimson Peak. You need more right coffee now. today. I only had two cups, and I'm generally at five by this point in the day. It's like a good noon. We watched some of Crimson Peak. Your mom says, my favorite part in Crimson Peak is when Jessica <laughs> Chastain goes running like she tries to stab Mia Wasa Wasa in the mm -hmm. in the elevator and then she goes running down, down the, stairs. the stairs in that huge nightgown. nightgown reminiscent of the evil queen in Snow White my screaming mom, her whole way down that's my mom does a thing up. right where you're watching TV with her and she always like you put on the she has HBO and all the HBO channels and right. you put on the channel and you're like oh let's watch this she's like what's this I've never seen this and then about like 20 seconds later she's like she'll see the whole plot she's like no I've seen it and then she remembers all of it the whole plot it's amazing because also I feel like she's probably high and uh -huh. she's watching it because she's a real wake and bake and then I feel like it's kind of just throughout the day. But she's always also like crocheting, like micro crocheting, doing or micro crochet, or decoupage. She does all at run. The same time. I feel like her energy level runs at a mile a minute. Could so you I, hear her last night? At what? Well, first of all, she was like. <laughs> First, I was laying in bed, and this is around like I don't know, eleven. I went to sleep like right away because we ate. I ate two pieces of that cake, and I was like, goodbye. No. I was out. No, but at like eleven, she's doing. I hear her right next to me, basically oh. through the wall. Right, right. And she's doing knitting or crocheting, watching Real Housewives, uh -huh. and she's doing. Which I think must soothe, be soothing, or uh -huh. it's rhythmic. It just yeah. like keeps her going with the knitting, right. and then. I went to take a shower, and while I was in the shower, I heard, like, literally the kitchen felt sounded like it was falling in because she was putting away the dishes at, like, the loudest volume imaginable. <laughs> and I was just like, Jack and Jeremy are sleeping. Didn't hear anything. Wow, that. that's good. Because it was absolutely hear. crazy. Literally it was like a tornado, a like, whistling through the that's kitchen. That's so amazing. I love her, her, the way she eats life, I have to say. It's a real, mm -hmm. like... It's a real mile a minute. Driving with her is oh, terrifying. Wow. Ooh, so scared. Yeah. So scared. No one ever dies, but everyone could die. It's it's a real two wheel moment. Taking uh, a often. corner. Often. Yeah. On those like back weird Sag Harbor roads. Wow. Really, really terrifying. Speed limits are optional for Honey Walters. Yeah. No one. It's like she. Uh, she scares me more than I scare me when I drive. Oh, you're terrible. I am not <laughs> a great driver. I trust her more. You do? Yeah, because she drives a lot. Oh. And what is it like when I'm driving? When you're driving, it's uh. like, it's scary, and directionally, you don't really understand things. No. And also, um, you just choose to go really fast for no reason, and then you really only drive, like, once every eight months. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh my god, we really will die. Yesterday, yeah. Jack was trying to pull into a driveway. Not This is not parallel parking, mind I, you. This no. is backing into a I'm spot. I just backing into a spot. And he couldn't understand, like, the geometry of, like, when you turn the wheels to uh, the left, no. the car is going to go left. Oh, I don't know. I just kind of... 
feel it out, you know? <laughs> but without looking and without kind of... It's a real... It is kind of spooky. It's I, intuitive, I can, I can but not in a myself. good way. Yeah. Um, I almost didn't pass my driver's license. I remember when i taken my driver's license at 16, they were like, so... That was rough. Wow. You really need to stop when you get to a stop sign. And I was like, well, my dad told me to just kind of glide through it. Because my dad was like, he was like, you know, you need to be a teacup driver, where if someone has a cup of tea, it doesn't spill. So just kind of glide around everywhere. So I just, and somehow, I don't know who I got speed into corners from, but I think it was my mother. So opposite day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if a corner's coming, it's like, well, I really need to put on the gas so we can get through this corner. (laughs) Okay, I can't really judge. I don't have a license at all. You don't have a license. I no. do like driving people around. But in, and when I was up at Bard for, you know, those two months when I, they gave me a car, I did a good job. Mm-hmm. I didn't get in any accidents. Um, got everywhere real quick. And, uh, oh, where are we now? Hampton Bay. Hampton Bay. It really sounded like Master Bay. No. But it's Hampton Bay's. Mm-hmm. I really thought mm-hmm. peeking really loud through went, masturbate. <laughs> That's <laughs> I was a directive. Like, I was like, no, I'm recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't see any shows this past week. Oh, we did. We went to see, we went to Tchaikovsky night at oh, ABT. we did. I forgot. Me too. Um, it was memorable in its way. Loved Mozartiana. I personally loved I thought it was that. a good rendition. Um, and I loved that. Tchaikovsky put it up. I loved the Chai Pao. We got to see our friends James and Bella just... Yeah, it was really... They were just... They danced on the edge. They really... As James texted us, it was a real pony time. (laughs) It was a real pony time. They just ponied They trotted through the whole thing. They really did. They did... They jumped over fences. I was sitting with the... um, ABT kids and you know I, I I turned to them at the beginning and they were all young and looked like ballet kids so I turned and went oh are you are you school of American ballet and they're like oh American ballet theater school JKO school and I was like oh I don't know what that is and, um, and I was like that's nice you all came together and then they would do stuff throughout the whole show like they're like oh Scott 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 you know like whisper to each other mm-hmm. and have this whole thing um, they loved Corey all the girls loved Corey Stern well like, couldn't get over it they were just like oh I die um and um Right at the end of James and Bella dancing, I leapt to my feet because it was so fun. Did you? I did. I jumped. Well, because everyone had just stood up for that thing before that I was like, whatever. The Ramansky? Oh, not my thing. And a bunch of people had stood up for that, and I was like, no, it's fine. It's not a great dance. They did fine, but like, you're. It it was, I think it was more because David's back. it, 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 It needs more viewings for me, for everyone. For it to get better, like yeah, with the dance, to, get for better? us to like understand it, it wouldn't take out her like crazed mind. No, it had like, some her sad. It had like, some real basic dr- drama, yeah. abstract drama. Yeah, like when they do like the kind of theater, like when I'm crying over here and they shake their spine quick with a hand in front of their face. I can't. <laughs> like it's a real like 1994 Minneapolis dance company moment. I'm just knock it off. Um, so I felt like no, I want to stand up for a chai pa with. Bella and James. It was so fun. They did it really masterfully while really, like, playful and new. So I jumped up, so all the ABT kids jumped up. Uh, And then I whipped around on all of them and went, James and Bella are best friends. (laughs) (laughs) And they all... I don't know what they were probably like. Who's this crazy old woman with painted black? And they were all like, "Oh, we know. We have Instagram." Oh, do they? Do they they follow them? Of course, Bella and everyone. I mean, James and Bella have more than a hundred thousand Instagram followers. I'm sure those kids are their followers. And then they're going to be following us. Who? Those kids, those ABT kids. No, they're not. They're going to be following what's going on with dance (laughs) stuff. Our Instagram handle is with dance. Not unless we can figure out their names and tag them. I want to make something for um, ABT Studio Company. Okay. I'll try to make that happen. I think it'd be fun. Um, I think so, talk. too. I'd have to come help you. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, everyone's going to do backward tours. It would days. be a real, like, 300 coupe jetés, yeah. and then the curtain comes down. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Be like, okay, everyone get in a circle. Okay, we're going to do one step over and over till your shoes turn red with blood. That sounds amazing. I think that's where ballet needs to go to next. Blood shoes. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah Mitchelson does abstract ballet. Uh, 
she doesn't want to do it. She's like abstracting, you know, Cunningham Robbins, what have you. Yeah. You know, she's into a, a neoclassical tharp. moment. She had a tharp moment. She sure did. She's she like, sure that's did. mine. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's like, anyone heard of In the Rubber Room? Um, <laughs> in the Rubber Room. I said upper. I just was <laughs> slurring my words because I'm still mildly drunk. I haven't had In the Rubber talk. Room. In the Rubber Room. Um, in the wait, Romper Room. So then the last thing on the Chekhovsky oh, show was... a show uh, called In the Romper Room. Wouldn't that be good as an homage to In the Upper Room? Oh, sure. And it would be the field glass music just played much faster and it would be finished in three right. minutes. And the costumes would just all be onesies. Yeah black and white stripe. I love it. But with like, but like with like how babies wear where there's no feet. Oh, so it's just so sealed good. at the bottom. Oh, and they just romp around, yeah. falling all over the place, screaming. What were those glow bugs? They had like, they you were- You were a glow bug as a baby, that's what you were. I was. Your mom had Betsy Johnson make you baby clothes that would be yeah. extra long, so you'd be like- So when I crawled, my knees wouldn't get scratched. I love that story so much. It's so <laughs> cute. Okay, so we saw, the first piece on the ABT program was- Mozartiana. I loved it. The second piece was the new Ratmansky. Hated that. It wasn't new. It was made it's on Dutch National Ballet. Yeah, Dutch National. Um, but it did, they just did it in July. It's new. I hate those costumes. The next one was <laughs> just Tchaikovsky like oil slick bros. The next one, yeah, Tchaikovsky Padada. Loved that. Uh, next one was Sleeping oh, Beauty. Yeah, with just like throwing in stuff from Nutcracker. Yeah. Third the worst, act Sleeping the worst Beauty parts. with. They you know what I learned about Chinese it though? I read about it. Uh-huh. They were reconstructions of old old dances that were made by like um oh, like Nanette de Valois and uh-huh. someone else uh-huh. and he reconstructed them so those aren't actually choreography from his nutcracker those were reconstructions of sections from like old olden times so like i actually really like the porcelain princesses one the chinese section where uh-huh. he was doing the bellows with the parasol uh-huh. and i think that those costumes were specially constructed for this event but the Russian costumes are actually from his Nutcracker, so they just used those, and then they did a very like wow. full, full stop like Russian character dance with like coffee grinders. It was really, really funny. Well, it was also kind of like, is it happening? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was the coffee grinder. I was like, whoops. Like, it was really... I, it wasn't It, it wasn't like, skillful. It looked time. like when a white boy, like, goes, and he's like, I'm going to do hip-hop. I can break and, dance. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, you can't. It was know, but just, that's what made it so charming. It was. It made it charming for you. That's yeah. interesting. Because I like, I've literally done Russian dances in the Nutcracker that are exactly that, where you have to do the thing where you squat down, and then you slip your legs out one after the other, uh-huh, uh-huh. and snake downstage or uh-huh. upstage, and I would have to... Um, not warm up. That's right. I would literally not take class or nope. stretch so that my quads that could get through tight. the show because yeah. otherwise I'd be on the floor. Yeah, you would just be like, oh, wow, noodles. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm folding, guy. Not really um, not going to happen. But Cassie and Joey did a good job uh, with the pot of duh. So beautiful. It also, I mean, you know, we still got to experience the beauty of like all the other Sleepy Beauty sections from the Ramonsky Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I was reading um, the Dance Tabs review that Marina wrote about that evening, and uh-huh. she was right because she said that it's lost a little bit of its luster from when it was like when they were first doing it, yeah. and like everything was so specific. Yep, yeah, I agree. And it's still, it's a little, it's still great, but it's a yeah. little bit like. Don't forget. Yeah, well, it was... I mean, that was the thing about when I saw it what, two years ago with Sleeping Beauty. Uh-huh. And it was just so precise and so... Oh, she's a princess. Like, it was really... I think when I saw it, it was James and Jillian. Um, and just really, like, right at 90. Like, everything was just happening. It was so clear. Yeah. And this... Also, this was, you know, their last show or maybe second last show of the season... You know, everyone's tired or injured. They're ready. They're ready. Yeah. They're ready to pack it up and, like, you It was know, over. Go somewhere. <laughs> it was over. We were done, too. Yeah, big time. We I like, was also, while sitting there with all those old white people coughing all around me, I thought, I'm glad to not come here for a moment. It's... Yeah. I'm ready to not come up to the Lincoln Centra for, for a second. I love going and... I, but we got to talk to nice young people at intermission. We did. We got to see my friends, um, Blake Daniel and Josh Sharp, boyfriends. Lovely. Uh, lovely. Josh Sharp's a very funny comedian. He has, for those who haven't seen, there's... It's Ivanka and... Uh, Ivanka, Jared and Ivanka, or Ivanka and Jared. It's on Funny or Die. 
and he plays Jared Kushner. Jared, well, Jared, what's good? Jared, what's good? I gotta say today, Donald Trump Jr., what's good? Oh, things oh, are God. happening. Let's hope they all just end really, up in a hole. I want, yeah, absolutely. Handcuffed, hold Doug, dump him in there, put the dirt back on. That's how my mom wants to be buried. What? She just wants us to dig a hole in the backyard and, and then set the house on fire. Yes, how Gilbert Grape. <laughs> That's so Gilbert Grape. That's really next level. I want you to dig a hole in the backyard, dump my body in, and then set the house on fire. I can really hear her saying that at like oh, 8 yeah. a.m. Yep. Just good morning. I was having a thought. Yeah. <laughs> I have something to say. I also I love when she yells, I have something to say. Why like, did she do that? Because we wanted to put black candles in her cake. Oh, right. And she right. was like, no, no, we're going to put these striped candles in. And I was like, no, it'll be so good with black candles. Come on, honey. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, no, I have something to say. <laughs> yeah, she it was did. really good. And then I really laughed at that. And that was fantastic. Oh. Uh, remember when I was like, oh, I'm just going to put a little like pink food coloring on this uh, marzipan for the pink whatever we're going to make. And then I right. just dumped the thing on. It was magenta. You really put all of it. I didn't mean to. And it was like beetroot powder. Oh, it was so pretty, though. It ended up looking great. It looked beautiful. It looked wonderful. People on Instagram loved it. A gray-green cake with fake uh-huh. cherries. Uh-huh. It was really good. Wonderful. It was really good. Oh, we also have to see um, the movie that Anula wants us to watch. What's that? Anula's our Pilates teacher. We're going to have her on sometime. Oh, M. Oh, no, no, no. W. Wallace. Oh, we have to watch We. We. The Madonna movie. We, we, we. We have to watch M. M. <laughs> we have to watch the Madonna movie. We have to watch M. Nope, it's by M. And it's called We. And we have, I know, she said she really loved it. I mean, it looks like a trash, but I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. It looks like it has pretty photography and I like nice a Lifetime skin. movie, you know? Not I. You don't like a Lifetime movie? Nothing. Like a Lifetime original? Did you ever see... Oh, it was so amazing. The Will Ferrell? Oh, no, I didn't see it. It was with Brian Safi. No, I know. It's You didn't see it. You would love it. Okay. It's so... It's For me, it's like a, de- it's a definitive neo-camp film. It's clearly aware of what it is without fully gesturing to that fact. Right. And it gets... The, the last shot of it is one of the darkest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um... But I thought it would be good for Jack and I, since it is midsummer and things are bleak, to, mm. to say things that we like about New York. Oh, wow. Yeah, just a list. Um, I like um, how I know everything there, so it's really easy to get around. Like, I never think. I'm just like, I'm yeah. getting on that train to that train, and then they're like, oh, that train's not working because the MTA's broken. I'm like, that's fine. I know how to get there. And I just, like, pick another train, and I, guess I like, that's go over good. there. That one's good. Um, wow, I really gave a negative in that positive, didn't I? That's okay. It isn't. Getting anywhere in New York is negative. Yeah. I can't think of any positive way of getting anywhere. Unless you're Madonna and you're driven everywhere. I love that so. I asked you, like, Traffic. do you think Madonna drives? And you're like, no. No. Okay, well, I still, I think I can picture Madonna behind a wheel. Because you can't have a tinted um, front window. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So that yeah. wouldn't be good for her. Right. I don't think so. I don't think so. But the front window has to be open. Yeah. Um, okay, what are other things we like about New York? Um, I like... Um, you give you give something okay, I'm like. I'm trying. I know. Well, wow, I love that you thought of this. And you're like, who knows? I hate it there. I wish I lived in Melbourne. I like it in the summer when it's empty. Oh, yeah, I love it when it's empty and there's not people around. It's wonderful. Well, it feels nice. It's like, oh, this would be great if New York was more like this instead of all these assholes living here. Yeah. Um, I like... I like how people take off a lot of their clothes. That is nice. So you can see people's bodies. Sometimes that's not nice, but overall... It's often like a, like a, a, a positive surprise. Yeah. Like, yeah. where did all these arms come from, you it's know? It's nice. And legs and stuff. It's um, good. I like how, after a really long, hideous, hot day, mm-hmm. like, it gets dark, and then it's really late, and then it's, like, after a show, and you're going to dinner with friends, and it's mm-hmm. really, like, it's still really hot outside, mm-hmm. but it's bearable, mm-hmm. and that's nice. Mm-hmm. Like Tennessee Williams time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a mint julep. <laughs> <laughs> I like how crazy I get in the summer. Like, sometimes in the summer... I don't like that. I feel so... <laughs> so crazy that I'm able to access these really intense memories. Um, I wow. like that. Um, uh, I love cold movie theaters in New York uh, in the yeah. summer. Yeah. Although the bed bugs are... I don't... I well, remember when we went to go see 
black swan and I was so afraid at still at that point of there'd been like an, an epidemic again right. in New York of like bed bugs in movie theaters so I brought Deep Woods off and I sprayed all oh of our seats down and I sprayed God. you down until you were crying no I was not crying you said stop it my eyes are watering you did no. you did I, I, the way you remember things is out of control um uh, what else do I love about the summer? I love I love going upstate. Wait, that's not New York City. Not New York City. Um, things in New York City that I love in the summer. I love going to the water. Yeah. To one of the rivers. Sure. And I think that's people beautiful. you have like very random I think because like time sort of opens up in the summer in New mm-hmm. York, yeah. you have like more random experiences. Yeah. Where like one day you wake up and someone's like Oh, I'm gonna go to Rockaway Beach today. I Should I come? I've never and you're done like, that. yeah. And then there's like a windstorm or something, so mm. you just hide under an umbrella the whole time. Mm. And then you're like, that was wonderful. Yeah. When it's over. Yeah. When you get home. And then you like eat a hot dog or something weird. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Eating in the summer is weird. I know. Because I just get real thin, luckily. I think it's so hot, so I don't eat. Oh, and then I'm like, it's hard to eat when it's I want to go to Shake Shack. I just eat watermelon constantly. Oh, you love a watermelon. I, I'll eat like a half, and then I'll like pee the whole night. Oh wow. I um, I was with Stuart and Mark recently because we were, we were shopping for Stuart singer and Mark who's late dancers. Right, Stuart's sister's wedding and mm. Stuart needed an outfit, so I was go- a thing that's happened many times over the course of our friendship is mm. Stuart asks me to help him find clothes. Right. He goes either into my closet right. or we go shopping. And this was one of the shopping adventures, and we didn't buy anything, but tears were shed, as they generally are on these trips. And not by me. (laughs) (laughs) But after the excursion was over, we went and had Vietnamese food for a long time, which was in the restaurant. This Stuart pointed this out. I was like, how did we just sit there for two and a half hours or whatever? He was like, because there was no music. And I was like, wonderful. Yeah. And generally, restaurants blast the music to get you out as quickly as possible. Well, this is so loud now when you go to a restaurant in New York. People are like Pitch screaming black and at, loud. at top volume. I like that it's dark. Well, the Vietnamese restaurant was like cafeteria bright wow. and no music. So we just stayed in Chinatown? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I then, like those down there. then it was like, Mark has a car. So we walked to his car. Yeah, got in the car. I know, this is crazy. Summer. Only in the summer. Mm. Got in the car, drove to Brooklyn, went to Gowanus, got ice cream at Ample Hills. Wow. Sat on the roof, ate ice cream. What roof? Of, of Ample Hills. Oh, ice cream shop. Have, they have a roof? Yeah. Is it like a third they floor have, ice cream place? It's a one, it's a ground floor, but they have an upstairs roof oh. where you can eat, you know, ice cream. A bunch of an ice cream, a, a roof needs some ice cream. We Ugh. did it. Mark got a milkshake. Like, we, crazy. I know, I'd never do that at any other time of the year. I just wouldn't think of it. We got back in the car, they, they drove me home. And that was that was a regular summer evening. Like, I'm gonna get a car and then I'll drive those places. That'll be amazing. Yeah. Cars make cars are such a novelty in New York. Oh, it's so great. I'm gonna get a car this year. I have to because my contract's getting increased at Bard. So if I need, if I, like, I've been having students drive me there. So I'm like, here's ten dollars. Can you take me to the grocery store? All right. I think we need to take a break. Yeah, I think yeah. a break sounds good. We'll yeah. see you guys soon after this break. So here is the interview with Miss Honey Walters, revolutionary mother. When I went to the SAB audition, you had I was just like four teenagers and four little kids. Mm-hmm. You're kidding. No. In the audition? Uh-huh. And then you stand, and they're like daytime auditions that happen regularly. Mm-hmm. And then you stand like, hold the bar, and then they mm-hmm. have you like, pond front. Tandu side or something, and then they just grab your leg, they yank it up to the front, and then they grab your leg. And oh my god! And that was that. That's it. And they said, Oh, your hip joints are good. And You're then in. I think you do like some tour jetés across the floor. So I mean, it was the quickest audition I've ever been to. And then they were like, You're amazing. No, they were like, You're accepted. Uh huh. Not I, at the you know, in and, a you were, and then how much did you have to pay to go? I don't remember. But you were like, I have to pay money. I don't what? think I even got past like putting down a you know, like. I don't know that I didn't accept anything, so I don't know that I heard about like the tuition or I don't remember how it works. Right. I didn't go. He didn't want to. Not to go. He didn't want to. Besides, where would you even live? Oh, I was there. Well, no. Were you living in Sullivan Street at the time? No, she was already in the house. Oh, I was. Yeah. You were. When did you move here? When I was twelve. Oh yeah. But you were born when she had the apartment in Sullivan Street. He was. 
Were you still in boy choir? It was like my third year of boy choir when you moved. Yeah, because I can't remember coming, going from here to Princeton. Princeton? Is that where the boy choir school was? Yeah, in, in the Wrigley Mansion. That was a cool house. Wrigley, Listerine guy. You lived in a mansion it with boys. It was Wrigley, babe. It was the chewing gum man. No, it was the Listerine Oh, okay, fine. I lived there for four years. All right. Had the best sink I ever saw. I think maybe he he was the Listerine and the chewing gum man. You never know. But it was a, they had a park in the, around the house. It was very glamorous in a way. Sort of. Mm. Except that then they took all the little kids and put them like in these warrens and beds up in the top. Mm -hmm. All the second floor, uh, every room was turned into like dorm rooms. So there'd be like 10 boys in the this one, eight boys in that one, four boys in that one. In each on room? And it all smelled like kindergarten. Oh my God. Yeah, but they uh, they must have been guest rooms and stuff like that, but they became dorm So would you all chat? the teachers lived there too? Yeah, house parents. And would you all chat at night when you fall asleep? You'd be like, good night, no, Reed, good night, Tom, good night, no. Joe, no. good night, Bob, Nothing good night, like Sam. That. At 9.15, they turned the lights out and they monitored the halls. And you would just be quiet? Yeah, you had to be. Wow. I that mean, makes so much they... sense for like your structure and things that you find appropriate or inappropriate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. also her. Yeah. She's also, very into appropriateness. Really? Which is amazing. I'm, no. I mean, it was a real shift. reality. It was a real shift from, like, Acapulco to... Well, you had to do that. I mean, you have to. You had to do that. What were your... Why were... I Often people ask about, like, how I was raised, but I always say, like, well, the parenting was sort of strict, because people are like, oh, your mom let you do anything you want. Oh, oh no. No. Nothing like that. No. There was no time for that. Why was there no time? Because I was working three jobs, so, so, you know, they couldn't be running around like wild Indians. This was on Sullivan Street. Various locations. We never lived on Sullivan Street. No. Thompson. Thompson. You lived on Thompson and? Between Spring and Broom. And Van Damme. And Perry Street. Perry. That was uh, the best one. Perry Street was the best apartment. Perry between what and what? Bleaker and uh, whatever that other one is, West 4th Street. Oh, that is a good location. Oh, no, but it was one of those places where they have the common backyard. Oh. So Reed and Jack had their own entries to the back. I think Ryder lived on that street. Ryder Doyle. Right. Oh, he might have. It was beautiful, that, that place. Yeah, but you had to date Jim's I had to be, life. yeah. But that's okay. I just went across the street in my bathroom and rented movies 24-7. Remember, I was there in the day. <laughs> so the video store is literally across the street, so I would like, after I watched the movie, i just put my bathroom on and go over and get more. Were you working at Artware? I think I might have been working at LaVerde. Because when I broke up, I went down and, and lived on King Street with Mimi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, wor I was working at Artware. For a while, but the uptown one, the one on Madison. Oh, remember that I hated. So then, I what was Artware? Artware was like the first uh, art to wear, sculptural West Broadway, Robert Lee Morris, Ted Mewling, Kara Croninger, all those. Oh, people. you carried all those things. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, Robert was the big, you know, magnanimous Mister. Does yeah. he still design jewelry? Oh yeah, and makes a lot of money. When Robert Lee, when he hired people, he would first of all, he would take it to a psychic, you know, so that they could tell you how <laughs> he used to be the pharaoh and you used to be some slave. That Wait, he would, he would yep. take you to a psychic so to you could find out that how he I'm, was a pharaoh and you're a slave. Exactly. Got for it. all of us. But That's then, good. that was when Ariel was like big and we went and oh, I used to go there all the time. But anyway, he said, oh, let's go dancing. So we kept there and dancing was very important to me. Well, this is a good dance story. Yeah. And then Robert Lee was doing his special um, Boy Scout Eagle dance on the floor with me. Well, I was horrified. He was like, doo, 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 doo. doing this with like crouching with the wings no. and all, all around the dance floor. No. That was our introduction to working at Art Fair. Oh my God. Wow. I know Jordan worked there too. She he did the same thing to everybody. Did Jordan hate him? No, Jordan. Jordan was the preferred. You know, they did that body cast of hers. Did you ever oh, see right, it? Yeah, so yeah. beautiful. What yeah. is that? They did a body he cast of her front he, of he had a body cast of this girl, Jordan, who was, uh -huh. you know, one of the two, three employees. And she was very beautiful. Uh -huh. And it was cast. And it was used to display the jewelry all over the place. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was very good. 
She there was, was lots of good parts. But she worked also with Mom at Artware. <laughs> she was so horrified. <laughs> I mean, a craft. Oh right, a craft caravan. <laughs> and she, but she liked you or didn't like you? No, well, you know, she had Artware all to herself, and she was like this beautiful, exquisite creature with the, you know, wearing black dark sunglasses the whole time. And I came in and was like, okay, let's sell jewelry. And she was like, oh, you know, she did. <laughs> and so that went on for years. And then I would always say, babe, and she yeah. hated that. So if I said, couldn't refer to babe in any sentence, you know, directed to her, she wouldn't talk to me for days. Oh. So anyway, then, oh, she was pretty then uh, we all left, you know. Uh -huh. Then the next thing I know, I'm work, I go to apply for another job, and of course that's where she works too, you know. So, so she was very horrified that I came to work there, but we got to be friends in the end, right? And she liked you. Yeah, in the end. She loved you guys. That was one thing. Jack and Reed. Yeah, famous the Soho children. The famous <laughs> Soho children. The other Jack. Yeah. The uh, your real brother. Who's a cop the with children. children. Good legs. With, Very I know. good ankles. Exactly. Like we were discussing them. I know. Yeah. Thin. Thin ankles. <laughs> right. They're thin. But I think thinner than yours, maybe. Well, yeah. maybe because he doesn't use them. Yeah. He just walks. He's he just, just he's no, he driving. He's driving everywhere. Whereas we're walking everywhere. Uh huh. We're doing the full the full walk. Our ankles are sturdy and calcified. It's true. We used to go out dancing. I used to get shin splints whenever I'd be in New York City. Oh, from really? the walking on the cement. But yeah. I don't get them anymore. Huh. That's because you're used to it. Um, I have a question about um, before the children. Why did you have like a moment where you were like, I will have kids, or was it just sort of like, I guess I'm having kids? Yeah, it was like, oh, I'm having, well, I'm gonna have, yeah, that was it. It was like, okay, time to have the children. Now it's 30. I'd always thought I wasn't gonna do it because mm -hmm. poor, poor children had to come into this world. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I'm definitely not gonna have them. But, and then you decided, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have kids well, with this you know, guy. Well, was, was like, you know, I hadn't figured out any other raison d'etre. So, you know, then the, the clock is ticking, you know. Because you're only 30. Well, back in that day, babe, being 30 right. was like old to have children. Not yeah. like now when you're 55 that you think people think they're old. Well, my mother was 40. That's three. Babe, back then that was old. Yeah, yeah. Well, she thought that. Well, she was like, I can't wait to have a new friend. So, oh. so there we go. So it was all set up. And my dad was 59, and he didn't think he could have kids. He'd adopted his first two kids. They told him he was sterile. And then my mother was just such a codependent that she just made it happen. So she could, I was. You never know I was, how either. Yeah, I was one at her, <laughs> at their wedding. And I am definitely his son. We look exactly alike. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really that's true. lucky. Yeah, he was a handsome man. He was a handsome man. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But you guys were never got married. Who? Kevin. Is Kevin your dad? Uh -huh. Are you kidding? I met him. I know. I heard what you said. Oh, you did. Yeah. You said I feel so sorry for you. I do. I do. <laughs> but I, I do. Love that, it was really rough. Also, because it was for Reed's birthday, you know, we were sitting at this interminable dinner. And at a certain point, I said, "Reed and I have to go. We have this other thing today." You did. I did. I it was wasn't like, even interminable. It was probably forty minutes. I could right. take one more second was it of with it. Mayumi. Yeah, and I was just and like, I gotta get out of here. Did they take you to Raoul's? No. No. They took us to <laughs> like a fine. taco place on the Bowery. I'm sure it was very nice. It was okay. It was good. It was fine. Cutting edge tacos. Not no. quite. No. Oh no. Not quite. No, they were just like On fine tacos. It was at B Bar. It was well, that. What um, was the appeal of Kevin Bartleby in the seventies? Your he dad was in the seventies. Yeah, he's yeah. Nihilist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was the smartest person in the whole world. Um, that sounds about like who we date at thirty. You know, I thought his parents were very acceptable as gene donors. You know. I did. They were smart, liberal. They were smart, and his dad was very handsome, uh -huh. and his mom was, like, pretty. Uh-huh. And uh, they were artists. And they had good politics. Yeah, they, they didn't believe religious. in God. It right. was great. See, babe? They were, you know, Berkeley, lived in a greening, green, green Maybach house. You know, that was very important, too. Right. Yes, it was all good. And did they like And you? then you kick them to the curb. No! 
<laughs> you think Nona liked me? No. No. No, no. I was wearing shiny Betsy Johnson spandex, babe. And I had you dressed up also in the, and Reed and Jack dressed up in Betsy Johnson too. I mean, they were not ready. But did you meet them before the kids? No. After. Oh, so you had already had Reed No, no, and actually, Jack. I did. I think I did meet them because Kevin had decided he was in love with me. So, you know, he made some meeting because they used to come into New York to go to museums and stuff. Mm hmm. Every summer. Yeah. And you met them and you were like, hi. And they were like, no. Oh, I don't think I did that. But anyway. Right. Yeah. No, you can tell. Tell what? That people don't approve of you. Oh, yeah. But I didn't expect anything different. I remember my first boyfriend, his dad was the CEO of Fleet Bank. And when Fleet, before Fleet sold to Bank of America. And we went to meet his parents after we'd been together for like a few months. And I was 20, I think. And he was 29. He was like, just don't tell them your age. Yeah, that's right. I was 20. He was 29. And oh my God, so that's the thing? We go to, and at this time I was only wearing like children's clothes from Daffy's because I had no money. And so I would just go to Daffy's and buy children's clothes, which I thought looked kind of chic because it would really like look mesh no matter what you wore. And so then with his dad had just donated a million dollars at the Met. So I'm like, this is going to be great. So we go to the Met and a limo comes, picks us up, picks his dad up, drives us right onto the tarmac of JFK. We get in a private plane. We're flown to Narragansett. We're like, you know, there, we take this other car, we get to this three estate place, and we take a, we're staying in one house, his parents are in this other house, we get in a golf cart to drive over to meet the, the parents for like a four o'clock wine, and, and the dad had just been around like, oh, hi, hi, nice to meet you, you know, and that was it. And as soon as we got on the plane, I was like, I want to, the, because the, they have, you know, your own steward. And I was like, I'll have a, you know, a whiskey on the rocks. Thanks. I probably had like five of those by the time we landed. <laughs> and then um, we go over in the golf cart and I'm like, hey, Mrs. Murray. You know, I like walk in and like my Daffy's children's crop top thing, basically. And she turned around and she looked at me from my feet all the way up to my head holding a glass of white wine and then she just made one short laugh and turned away perfect that was it yeah it was really i would i have i really was impressed actually i was like that is how you do it if you're that kind of person i well she immediately figured out how old i was because i guess that was a thing not that i was gay it was more like or that you were wearing a daffy's top i think it was kind of like and he had probably been like can you you know tone it down and i was like nothing's gonna tone me down yeah you know yeah she asked she was like oh you did a movie in providence and i said yeah and she was like and right out of high school and i said "Uh uh-huh she said so you didn't go to college and i was like no and she goes so you're and i was like 20 (laughs) and then she didn't talk to me for the rest of the weekend very nice they sound like good people I guess they are now. He's friends with them now. Like the mom of the guy who died in the fire. She didn't like you. Oh, no. None no. of them. None of them. Parents. Well, they were so, you know, alienated from their children that... It was know, the 60s. These kids are like down in Acapulco doing drugs. Or the 70s. It was the 60s. It well, was 68. Well, it was the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. With Kevin, it was the 70s. But with that guy, the guy who died in the fire that was the 60s yeah, late 60s i mean that was really the time reed but then after that you were stuck in new york i wasn't stuck you just came up for the funeral and then you didn't go anywhere i didn't else. leave well i wasn't going back to acapulco no no and i didn't feel like traveling about anywhere right then so i stayed in new york it was great in new york then and you were living with trisha yeah we didn't wear shoes Wait, well, on the streets of New York? Yeah. Yeah. How were you making money? Uh, I didn't make any money for a long time, and then, because I wasn't speaking very much, and then I went to a waitressing job. <laughs> I was a waitress for like the next 12 years or something. Did friends take care of you during that time when you weren't making money? They just uh-huh. took care of food and clothes uh-huh. and stuff uh-huh. like that. Yeah. That's so great. I know. Yeah, that we was bought my... all our velvet, you know, Robin Hood dresses from the forties, and you know, and then oh. we, and then we would not wear shoes and wow. just go to Central Park and hang no out. No Central Park. Oh. We were on so, downtown. 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 Oh, okay. And were you getting on the train at this point or no? No. no. Why well, would even then no trains? No trains. Well, once in a while, I guess I must have, but I didn't. 
No. Did people not want to take the subway back then? Well, I didn't like it. I've never been on a subway with her. We oh, would wow. take taxis. Reed knew how to flag a cab when he was like, you no, know. No, I didn't. You did the whistle. No, not true, babe. You, you know, we were supposed to be walking up to the Waverly Theater from, you know, Soho to like buy groceries or something. Right. Reed would be standing there on 6th Avenue going like this. And it's, no, Beans, we're not taking a taxi cab today. <laughs> we're walking four blocks. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Just a little boy running out to 6th Avenue with his arm up. Taxi. Uh-huh. I don't even know if he spoke. The hand just would go up. <laughs> and then what happened after the um, no speaking and waitressing? When did you start doing handbags and coats? Oh, that was a long time later. That was after Jackie was born. No, before Jack. But, you know, right. that was a long time later. And who was that for? What? The bags. Well, was we were making handbags. Who's we? Me and Marvella. Oh. Marvella was on the company, and I was the production queen, and I would, like, make the patterns, believe it or not, and cut out everything and glue everything, and that's why, you know, you would sleep under the work table in the box with all the glue, and everybody said, oh, something's going to happen, and I I thought... (laughs) Is that why you thought he was... Yeah, that's why I thought he was twirling all the time, and all because something had happened from the glue. That's why I sent you down to, you know, be with those, the nice Chilean people. Oh, preschool. Yeah, that was good. I met a boy the other day who was like, he was like, you're crazy." and I was like, "Uh uh-huh, and he was like, we went to elementary school together, and he was like... I remember your mom. I remember that you were always wearing sweatsuits. I remember. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember your brother. He's like, I spent time at your house. He was like, I... He remembered your voice it? lessons. He remembered Melena. He remembered... But, babe, you know what? I heard that Melena's mother is gone on some trip somewhere far, and it was so weird. Michael Schatz said, oh, Francine Selkirk. He thought it was mm-hmm. Francine Scherer. From the charcuterie, I said, "No, no, no, no. She's red hair." Mm-hmm. He said, "It's Francine Selkirk, and she's so nice." Where is she? And he said, "She looked beautiful." He saw pictures of her traveling. I don't know if it was Morocco or somewhere like that. But anyways, this boy knew everything about me, and I couldn't remember a thing about him, and I felt terrible. His name He's... was Josh Weeks. Remember him? No. Wow, he was a tag along. He said as much. He was. But just... he's very nice. That's so sweet. Was he gay? He is. Oh. And he just followed you No wonder he remembered Reed, because, you know, at this point, Reed was so over Jack that he would do a lot of the, you know, trouble one screaming. He would be a bad child? No, No. that's how he would, like, ward Jack off. You would just shriek Jack away. (laughs) No, no, it would break your eardrums. It's unbelievable. Is that how you knew he could sing? No. Oh. No, he went to Children's Aid Society after school, and the, the Glee Club guy said, you know, Reed has an extraordinary voice. I said, oh, nice. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, well, you know, I think we should audition him at uh, St. Thomas and Boy Choir. And I said, yeah, okay, fine. Because uh-huh. he was doing it. So remember, Reed, I have that picture of you. He-aw, he-aw, when you were in that thing. What is that? Christmas Revels. Josh also remembered that. Oh, he um, was in it probably. No. And you were a donkey? We were just children and we did like all kinds of things. Uh-huh. It was, but it was like a off-Broadway Christmas show. Oh, wow. And he had his little robe on. With a nightshirt. Uh-huh. Just like you have now. Just like the nightshirt you got now from your mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I actually like that. Always read in a nightshirt is a real good look. Mm-hmm. Don't true. you like it? Yeah, well, I mean, good. I don't, I don't you know that I wear it out of the house. No, exactly. It's a house it's robe. A it's a nightshirt. Well, I know, but in New York, <laughs> don't now, don't, I'm crazy. seeing a lot of people walking down the street in bathrobes these days. Yeah, no, sure. Well, everyone's really lost their mind. It's a different kind of thing. I don't know that that's about fashion as much as it's just like a post-Trump kind of like staggering around thing. Right. Everyone's on Klonopin. They're just in their bathrobe. Right. So they just They're going make to therapy. the pajama bottoms into fashion. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Wait, how old were you when you moved to New York? Uh, well, you grew up 21. in 21. Well, yeah. you were born in Queens, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't grow up there. But you grew up where? I grew up all over the place. After I was five, we moved out. Out of Queens. But and just you, in a caravan throughout caravan. America. Yeah. Yeah. With a monkey. No, it was an Airstream. No. It was an American. And all of you fit, all five of you. What do you mean? It was 38 feet long, but it was longer than this house practically. That's amazing. 
Yeah. Whose monkey was it? Our monkey. But from what? I don't know. My mom wanted it. I guess. That's what amazing. Other we had goldfish. We had a parrot. This is in the in the trailer. We had. A Why kid. were you traveling in the trailer? Because my dad wanted to, and so did my mom. They were. I think they had seen that Lucy movie. No, no, no. But anyway. Why? What was your dad doing for work? He was being an electrical engineer guy. And grandma wasn't working. No, she was. You know, teaching us crafts. Right. Oh, that's good. Your mother. Yeah, she had the biggest crafts closet in the world. Your mother was crafty. Oh yeah. My my, my grandmother oh. could draw anything. Yeah. Wow. It really and she could also do the splits until and then the end. walk on her hands. Until death. Yeah, you really just got the grandmother stuff, Reed. You're crafty, you can walk on your hands, you can do the splits. You can't? <laughs> you can't? Not really. You probably You probably could if you thought about it. If you want. Um, so you went you. around in the. So it was you and the two siblings and several animals in this thing. Yeah. A nana. And then every place we'd go, my, my mom would like to make it homey. She had this little white picket fence that was in sections that she would run through the inside hall of the trailer, you know, when we were moving. And then uh-huh. when we'd get to some ridiculous trailer park with black widow spiders in the laundry room and everything, yeah. she'd take the fence out and make like a little yard. Wow. <laughs> Just to make That's it feel why nice. That's why I like so much, I think. And then you yeah. go to school in that place for how long? I went to many schools, many schools. I think I went to 16 schools until the fifth grade. So you didn't what? have any friends besides Gail and Randy? Yeah, no. Gail and Randy are the siblings? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And everybody And we all crafty. played very nicely together. You all played nicely, and you're all crafty, because Nana was really like, you're going to draw, you're going to make clothes. Well, Randy must have been crafty. Look at he's making houses out of mud. walls. Yeah. That is amazing. Out of stones. And mud. He's the mud man now, Ed. Jones and mud, and he can do motorcycles. So then you, after, what happened after the fifth grade? We built a house in, up in Putnam Valley, Putnam County, New York, you know, in the middle of the woods. Wow. Is that house still there? Yeah. Who lives there? Some people. Oh, okay. I don't know. Sold it. Some, some people. <laughs> Sold it. Done. I looked at it the other day on Google. Oh, wow. I did. I said, oh, there's the pond. And then I, like, zoomed in. Isn't that amazing? And what animals? Did you get all the dogs when you lived there? No, we would pick up the dogs as time went by. First, we got Sally somewhere in the Midwest. And then she had Fuzzy. And then Teddy came in the woods. He was gigantic. We thought he was a bear. And then Jacqueline, um, my aunt gave us Jacqueline because she liked mushrooms. And you went to high school in Putnam County? No, in Peekskill. Oh, yeah. Makes On sense. the Hudson. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when you had friends? I had friends in fifth grade. Okay. And she made friends at these places. They just weren't long-term friends because she was, you well, know, in and out. Well, first of all, you know, half the time they would say, oh, we have a new person here, Henry Walters. And I'd say, oh, yeah, thanks a lot. And, you know, because nobody wanted to say honey. And did you like your parents? Oh, then? Oh, yeah. We sang songs in the car. (laughs) (laughs) We believed in Jesus, everybody. Did you believe in Jesus then? When I was 10, I think, you know, I was just having, like, rumblings of where's the dinosaur bones, you know? Right, 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 exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and why does Jesus send the poor Amazonian Indians to hell just because they haven't, like, been baptized? I mean, I think... Huh? Yeah, yeah. The nice Jesus who loves sparrows? I don't know. Did you I, ask these questions? Yes, I did, and I got paid. And what would she say? She would have she her reasons. she dinosaurs. I know. It was bullshit. The whole thing was bullshit. <laughs> That's why I didn't... Nana, she wasn't very smart, don't you think? Yeah. She was not stupid. No. And the fact that she was this naturalist on one level, and then... Mm-hmm. He practically a Calvinist on the other. It was wow. like really. She weird. was the like the lady in the church who was singing the loudest. <sighs> she was the head soprano, and when she moved to Idaho, she started her own Lutheran church because they didn't have one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she was please. like famous in Sandpoint, Idaho. She drove this jeep. She worked at the hospital as like a the volunteer. No. She was, being, she was being paid uh, something. Yeah. She was lady at the front of the hospital at the mm-hmm. emergency room when you came in who was like, calm down. Oh. But didn't she drive ambulance? She was the head of the ambulance corps when she, we were in, Put- in Putnam County. Oh. Yeah. 
And she very was like, butch. she would go into schools dressed as Woodsy the Owl to wow. do like, don't start forest fires. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Or she would dress as some kind of like an Indian or some kind of like explorer person, you know, uh-huh. and bring her chest with all of the different things in it to show you the history of Sandpoint. That's, but then oh, she was I like, guess. and Jesus. And Jesus. She no, but she Jesus. couldn't take the other part, you know, where this is it. Right. Right. Everybody's responsible for their own self, you know. Oh, she couldn't, she couldn't take that I, part. Somehow she couldn't take it. Well, you know, she was born Catholic. Oh. And I don't know that she went for that. But then when she married my father, who was oh. like, you know, his grandfather was a Nazi or something, you know, I mean, <laughs> then she became a Lutheran. And they still never approved of her anyway, because, you know, she was like a little... Okay, that's it for me. I'm going now. Okay. I did it. I didn't want to. You did it.